Welcome to the Subconscious Podcast. I'm your host, Harry Jenkins. Here with me today, I have Lane Becker, a.k.a. Choi Waro, the producer. So, Lane, what was it like growing up in Tokyo? I mean, growing up in Tokyo was cool. It was really different. Um, I mean, obviously, growing up in an Asian culture was, was really interesting. Um, I'd been back and forth, like, a little bit since um, my family was from Japan, so... I'd visit Tokyo every now and then, and it was just totally, completely different. Like, people's like customs were different, and like, just the entire culture was was really like, a big culture shock to me when I first moved there. Um, I mean, just like one of the most interesting things is just how how different people interacted with each other. Um, and I know like in America it's like oh yeah you ha- you give handshakes to people when you introduce yourself and like when I first went to Japan I was trying to give people handshakes but they bow there <laughs> so you stand you stand like pretty far apart from each other and you you give little like yeah. head nod bows and it was like that was pretty cool I mean growing up there was was a little strange at first because I didn't really understand like safety wise was super different like in America like you obviously like your parents tell you like oh you can't go out like after dark like you always gotta have like a parent with you, but when I went there, like, and I'd be taking the train or I'd be like going to school, there was just like tons of little kids, like really little kids, anywhere from like five to six, going to school alone by themselves. By Damn. themselves, and I was Damn. like, I was like, what the heck is going on? Like, so like when are you looked at? You came from LA moving into Tokyo, so yeah. are you looked at as the same as someone that was born there, or do they have like a little <laughs> bit of a different look towards outsiders? That's funny. So. Obviously, like, because I am Asian, like, I I look Asian, people think that I'm Japanese, but the way I dress is completely different than your average, like, kid my age that would live there. So a lot of times I was mistaken as, like, somebody Japanese, but I was also, like, thought of to be, like, of an underground kind of, um, like, thought of to be underground, like, a Japanese underground person that, like, was, like screw the rules like you know that kind of thing (laughs) yeah um so like i was looked at differently a lot but at the same time i was thought of to be like japanese by most people and i remember you telling me something about the like the stop and frisk laws there um tell me a little bit about your experience with that because i know that they're pretty outdated with their rulings on yeah like the the japanese policing system is probably like one of my least favorite um I mean, there is, like, a lot of racial profiling that goes on there. Um, <clears throat> even though we are, like, an Asian culture or whatever, and it's, like, you would think that we wouldn't be racist or whatever. Japanese people tend to be pretty damn racist, in my experience. And, like, the racial profiling and the profiling in general that goes around there, like, for me at least, was, like, obviously I was Japanese, but, but since I dressed, like, in, like, street fashion, I was thought of to be, like, as I said earlier, like, underground so I would get stopped a lot, like, a lot, like, constantly, and just, like, frisked completely, like, there was no warning. Was everything, no, like, there starts everything. Yeah, it was, like, there was no warning, there was no, like, there was no, like, um, like, warrant or anything, like, there was no, no suspicion, they didn't, they literally didn't no, no suspicion, like, they wouldn't tell me why, they'd just be, like, they would just search me fully, like, and, take and, my bag off, like. were your friends that dressed similarly to you, were they, did they have similar experiences, or did, were you, like, having a... See, that's experience. that's that's what that's what I didn't get is it was always just me like I was always the one being picked out like none of my friends had the same experiences as me um, I had a friend 
um, that was Middle Eastern that got stopped in first like pretty much the same amount as okay. me. So obviously he was being racial racially profiled, but I just didn't understand in my case because like like I felt like I you quote unquote look like I fit look, in yeah there I, I fit like. I fit the description of somebody that should live there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. I didn't really understand that. Um, the only reason I could think of is I had a man bun for a while, and man buns are like. <laughs> yeah, like man buns were like oh part of the the mafia or whatever but i was like yeah. a little kid you know yeah. so i don't i don't really get that i understand and um how was growing up there like different from being here in boston now how is the life there <laughs> i know i know you've only experienced covid boston yeah. but how is it different in your experience right now i mean just the sheer amount of people obviously like i haven't been in boston when there's like a ton of people but i don't think anywhere really compares to japan in like the sheer amount of people that are there like you just walk around on the streets, and there's, like, thousands of people. Like, the, sh- the streets are, like, jam-packed with people, like, like brushing by each other. And, like, it was just so crazy. And especially, like, once COVID hit and the streets were empty, it was just so... It was, like, almost apocalyptic to go there and look at, like... That's crazy. The streets, because yeah. usually there's thousands of people, and then it was just, like, 100, 10, 50, you know, so... Yeah, I know. I've experienced Boston before COVID, and it's just, this is just does no justice to it. It's just, like, it. literally just... so different, yeah. I mean, I, I wish I could have experienced Boston, like, without well, we COVID will. and, and been able to, like, really compare between Tokyo and there, but I think, honestly, in my opinion, Boston, I haven't been here that long, but I do feel like it lacks, like, a character to it. I don't know. I feel like... Uh, I disagree. You, but... you disagree. <laughs> Obviously, I haven't lived here that long, so, like, I don't know, but that's just, like, my own bias, like... I think I just so, I just love Tokyo so much and just love the culture there. So it was hard for me to come here and like I know I shouldn't be comparing the two, but like when I do compare it, it just makes me miss Tokyo. Yeah, <clears throat> I understand that though. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um. So getting started in music in Tokyo, what was the first kind of genre that you got started in? What inspired you? Who inspired you? Um. So initially. Um, this is kind of a cool story. So it was actually, I was still in LA <clears throat> or I was visiting LA and I was visiting my, um, my sister's boyfriend at the time and we were hanging out and he was like, yo, have you heard of this like TV show called, um, or this anime, it was called Samurai Champloo. And it was like, he was like, this is the beginnings of lo-fi. Like this is, this is where like lo-fi came out of. And I, I, at the time, I had no idea what lo-fi was or lo-fi hip-hop. But when I watched the show, it was like... Obviously, I'm sure everybody knows what lo-fi is now, but... Yeah. When I was first watching it, it was just like these really Wait, could cool... You do, could you explain it to for the people that don't know what lo-fi is? So lo-fi is this kind of like sub-genre of hip-hop where you have like <clears throat> hip-hop beats, but they're more old school. And it tends to be like really mellow instrumentals um, it's like we're doing homework for yeah just for chilling. studying for sleeping whatever like it's just really it, it's like a really chill vibe um and for the most part like yeah like people wouldn't really rap over it it was more used for like instrumentals or just like listening to um but yeah so back on like samurai Champloo, like in the in-between scenes or the background music for it would be like this lo-fi hip-hop yeah. And <clears throat> a lot of times, uh, lo-fi samples music from, like, the 70s, 80s. Like, they just love to sample instrumentals, especially, like, jazz. Um, 
and like even classical music. Are most animes did they did they use lo-fi? No, so like it was just this anime. Just this anime. Uh, usually like animes use like rock music or something like yeah, that, so like the I, Japanese, rock I, music. The Japanese rock music. So that was the first time I had ever heard of like this lo-fi thing, and I was like, wow, this is crazy. Like, and it sounds cool, and it's almost like. I don't know if you know what boom bop is, but it's yeah. like the like the old school hip hop, right? Of course. So it was like boom bop, but with these like super calm instrumentals, and that was like a huge inspiration for me starting off into producing for myself. Mm-hmm. And so that was the first genre I initially got into, and I felt like that was like the groundworks for like being able to start like getting into like trap and, and boom bop and stuff like that. What did you use <laughs> to produce? What did you use to make the beats? I initially started on. Um, uh, what's it called? Garage Band, um, and I didn't have a keyboard. I didn't have a mic. Like I had nothing. So I just had my computer, and I would just, I would just like make these random instrumentals with like, with like brass instruments and like pianos, and then just like a really basic beat like from instruments that I found online, and that was like pretty much how I started. And then I started just posting them to SoundCloud because everyone was like, yo. Like, these are pretty good, and I just started developing, like, my... Your own style. My own Your style in image. it. Yeah, so then that's pretty much how I started, like, getting into music. Were you always Choiwaru? I was tr- always Choiwaru. Choiwaru, like, came from my, my gamer tag at the time on PlayStation. <laughs> my dad made it for me, and it means, like... In Japanese, like, in short, it's just, like, little bad boy. Because, <laughs> like, Choi is, like like short for cho or like choto which is like little bit and then what is like bad so it's like a little bit bad so then you just like if it's a name it's like little little bad boy so that's that's kind of how choi Waru started <laughs> that's fire that's and now fire. it's just stuck and i just love i love the name yeah i really like it too and you actually you you garnered quite a following doing lo-fi beats <laughs> in, in tokyo and in yeah. the community right yeah so I mean, now I've kind of fallen off and I don't really make lo-fi music. Um, I mainly just produce for myself or for friends. Um, But yeah, back then I was mainly producing lo-fi music and I noticed I started to blow up and like, I had no idea why. I would just like put these like anime covers over my my lo-fi beats and a couple of them blew up with like 10, 15K and I was like, whoa, like this is huge. (laughs) So I just kept making them. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So, I know that also in Tokyo there's a really crazy like club scene there with all the people there and they all want to go. How? What was it like being a DJ and being able to like control the masses of people and control the whole mood of the crowd? That was super cool. I mean, DJing at clubs was really fun. Um, obviously, like I wasn't playing lo-fi there because. Yeah, <laughs> that wouldn't slide at a at a club, but it was super cool. That's when I started getting really into like, um, like the the hip hop, rap, like trap scene, um, and it was just really fun, like being able to just play the music I wanted to, and like shit that I like stuff that I found online, and like just be able to play it for big crowds and have people get like hyped to it. Obviously, honestly, like it wasn't super deep, like. It was fun, but it wasn't like I put a lot of work into it. A lot of times it was just like either a playlist and I wouldn't be like altering too much like on the turntables and stuff. Um, But definitely learned a lot about um, 
just like sound and music and, and production and how like music works and, and like all that kind of stuff from that. It was a huge, huge help in that. One thing I do want to say though, that's like super interesting to me is like when I started picking up music production, I started hearing music differently and yeah. it wasn't just like, it wasn't like I was just hearing the music. It was like I was hearing each instrument and like each little tiny piece behind the the music. Like it wasn't just a final piece. Do you like, think it's just production or do you think that's as like a musician overall? I think, I think it's both. And I think honestly for people like you who are avid listeners to like rap and, and music and stuff, I think you can pick up on it. Mm-hmm. But like once you start actually like crafting like beats and like producing for yourself you'll find that like most people are like oh it's just like a a kick like a snare a hi-hat and like some instrumental but then you realize that it goes way deeper than that yeah and so when you make that beat and you go why does this feel so empty you realize how much work actually goes into those beats and how many layers and like little pieces you have and to craft layers and layers of loops and exactly loops and exactly layers of 808s and hats yeah and so there's it's just so much deeper than you'd think and once you really start getting into it you you can start analyzing other beats and other other songs and and other artists and like their craft and you can start really he- like hearing their own sounds in their music which is super interesting to me and that's what like was the main thing that kept me in it because i started it just changed the way I listened to music, changed the way I, I like heard the things around me. So, yeah, I I agree with that entirely because ever since I've been around the artists that I manage and the producers that I manage, it's just been like a whole different appreciation for like the whole process behind everything, and just seeing seeing it from ground zero to becoming like an actual body of work and a piece of art is is insane because just putting like a beat like a bass snare line together and then just scraping all the instrumentals i've seen you like make a beat in like 20 minutes and that, that's insane and the that, that takes a lot of talent but going back to going back to the americanized like the american rap and the american culture in japan how did that like how did it affect you like coming from america like how did how did the, like the feel like you were more apt to be connected to that or did you just feel like that was just part of like the culture there I mean, I grew up in a very, like, Americanized Japan. Um, I went to an American school, obviously, so, like, I was surrounded by other American kids that had similar tastes in music and whatnot. Um, So I feel like I didn't really fully experience, like, the Japanese rap scene. Um, Obviously, it was still there, and I still participated, but it wasn't, like, to the fullest, and I don't feel like I can say that I was a part of it. I did have friends at the time that were like Japanese rappers and I went to a couple of their shows and it was really interesting. It was totally different. They're still really into this like old school. Um, I mean, at the time it was like this really old school kind of like rapping. Um, definitely still boom bop and like like that kind of genre. And yeah, like would, rapping really fast. Almost, yeah. It's like Eminem almost. <clears throat> and then recently like not recently, but like when that whole like little pump phase and, and uh-huh. that stuff was happening, like I saw a lot, a lot, a lot of little pump wannabes. Little little pump wannabes everywhere. were coming out of Japan as well, and it was just like honestly, like I just didn't appreciate that music very much. I didn't think it was very. But that's everywhere. Don't you, I guess you so? Say, yeah. It's just like the SoundCloud wannabes. Yeah. So then, like I've seen a few emerge out of Japan, but for the most part, like I really wasn't super involved in Japanese culture when it came to rap. 
um, just because I didn't enjoy it as much as American rap. I think American rap just has this like really strong culture around it. And there's like, so many different genres and different areas where you can listen to exactly. It's different. it's totally so it goes. You can people. you can say hip hop rap, but that's literally like he a huge <laughs> umbrella over so many little sub. That's what I'm saying. Like what I'm trying to say, like my my podcast is about rap. I'm like. That, like, it's I, like what kind of rap? What, what like, kind of rap? Like exactly. you can go, you can keep on going and going. Cause I know like what DJ, so like, and like Jordan and they do plug, they do plug beats. And like at the time, I had no idea what plug beats were. I didn't even know I, they I were didn't like until this year. Exactly, I had no idea that was even a thing. But did like, you know that like ga- <laughs> you know the song like um like gassed up shouty? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's plug. Like I didn't even exactly. Know that. I didn't know that crazy. back then. I had no idea. And, like, Cardi and all of them, they use plug beats. Yes, like and I had no idea. I remember, like, like briefly hearing, like, beats and, the like, the tag would be, like, plug or something like mm-hmm. that, right? And I had no idea that that was actually a whole genre of music that people were making until I came here and I met some kids here that were producing like that. And I was like, I was like, what? This is a thing? Yeah, but I, I think that's by far my favorite production area of rap. Like, I think plug has the best beats by by. I think they have really cool beats and I love the way they introduce like they have like instrumentals and different sounds and it's almost like singing as well like that's what I'm saying it's it's less like that hardcore like old school because it's like plug it's it's plug and B it's R&B yeah yeah and autotune that's like the whole purpose of it It, I feel like the best plug artists like have their their voice is like the beat too yeah they're like they're an instrument they're an instrument they are are an instrument exactly but I think that is the same with every artist. Though. It is, but like at the same time, like you don't obviously like the way you like your flow and everything matters and the way you sound, but at the same time like when you're when you're rapping like old school rap, like you aren't necessarily an instrument. Like you're a layer on top, but I don't mm-hmm. feel like you don't have that like singingness to it. I think Plug has that little like singing like aspect to it that yeah. allows it for have this like depth to it that I really really dig like I obviously I can't do that because yeah. I can't sing, but like I would love to do something like that. So, when I hear when I hear a song on like SoundCloud, like sometimes you can just tell it's like a, a person like <laughs> recorded their voice and just put it on the beat. Yeah. Like, how do you make that different? Like, how do you like actually put it together? That's 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 cool. That's a cool question. Um, I mean, there's difference between producing music and then being like a vocal engineer. Um, and like a sound engineer there's a lot of like intricate things that go on to actually make you sound different than just like being in like an empty voice over over a beat um honestly like i'm not super good at vocal editing but i've been trying to get more into it because initially i was just like a producer um so i didn't know much about vocal editing but I mean, there's a lot that there's like a lot of plugins, a lot of like little things, little tiny little details that go into it that you wouldn't think should go into it, but like can really change the way you sound on a beat. <clears throat> there's also like one thing that I find really cool is some people have different, everybody sounds different, but in some cases, like people just sound the same when they just like use the same like presets and whatnot. But, like, when you can really start to develop your own sound and have, like, a signature, like, voice is when, like, you know that you're different from people and you know that you can actually make it big, like... I agree. I agree entirely. 
and I think that it, it's, I think that the truly talented artist, you can just have a a laptop and a microphone and a beat, and be and you can make a good song because there is a difference between being able to flow on a beat and being able to actually successfully make yourself sound good yeah. on a beat yeah. and just like freestyling the Honestly, whole time. Yeah. I envy I saying? envy the people that can do nothing to their voice and sound yes, good. You know what me I mean? Too. Like totally envy those people. But like the art of actually like auto tune and stuff is huge. Like people don't appreciate how much work that goes into it and how it's actually like not just by putting auto tune on your voice you don't sound good. Like you have to actually like it's it's Develop. it's so hard. It is so hard. hard. It's harder than you think. It's layers and layers and layers of people make presets and you want to you want to explain, explain what presets are. So so presets are basically like you have multiple plugins. So say you'd have like the auto tune plugin, like your your Vocal reverb, like your compression, like just a bunch of things that stack on one another, and eventually you have this entire set of settings that are editing your voice and then if you take all of those and you just like save them somewhere you can just keep reusing them and that would technically be a preset so you can have like an auto-tune preset you can have an old school rap preset where you don't have auto-tune on it you could like there's just tons of different presets but it's just different for every person people sound different with different presets so you just have to work really hard to like find your own sound and run with it like the one thing that I like that I can think about is like think about like T Pain. T Pain didn't like use auto tune because he couldn't sing. Like the dude could sing, yeah. but he used auto tune to sound different. You know what I mean? Like that was his I sound. Agree. He developed his sound that way. So like I mean obviously it's different now. Everybody's using auto tune, but back then the auto tune was to make him sound his like make himself sound unique, different unique. and unique. Yeah, yeah. So I that's agree. like one way that you can use a preset to like change the way you sound and create but the thing is presets have been kind of misconceived into like being a copycat version like you make a preset sound like like, like an artist you know what i'm saying yeah you make a summer's preset yeah. you make a can can preset or like a cardi preset a, yeah, like preset. the, the high pitch voice course. or whatever like yeah i mean i think there's a difference between like people that are tr- like you definitely have to start somewhere but like i don't know like some people just like run with like one preset like a cardi preset and they try to sound like cardi and i honestly i don't think those people are going to go anywhere i think like it is important that's like a good starting place that ship sailed though (laughs) but yeah i know but like you can't you can't run with that forever like you won't blow up like maybe you'll get a few songs that people are like oh this sounds like cardi so it's good you know what i mean like you want to get a beat that's like oh or like a, a preset that's like oh this sounds like Choi Waru this shit's good like my own sound you know what i mean and that's what i'm still working towards cuz like i don't really rap all that much or sing at all so like cr- like getting my own like sound is like really hard for me to do because i just don't really know where i'm at right now but i definitely want to develop my own sound and and have my own like unique personality in my music you're so. going to try and you're going to try and start recording music more yeah, I think so. I've been I've been slacking a little bit. I've been sl- actually like slacking a lot. So I don't know how that's gonna go, but hopefully I get the motivation soon. I've been busy with schoolwork, so yeah. As long as you keep up with that, I mean, the thing is, music can always you can always just do it. Like one night you can just bang out a song and and blow up or something and blow like and blow <laughs> exactly like that's the cool thing about music and music's just honestly everywhere. Music is literally everywhere. 
someone was like asked me a question was like would you much rather like like never listen to music again or, or never like watch tv and and like social media and stuff like that and honestly like i would just scratch out tv and social yeah, media it's so easy in an instant like, in an music instant. is just such like an impactful way of storytelling and and like i just think it's super important to almost every like literally every culture that has ever existed music has been a part of it and it just holds so much importance in like people's lives and cultures and i think that's like super important more than anything so yeah i don't know like i think that there need there has been studies done on like the effects of music on mood and productivity and i've done i've done research on it myself because i've listened (laughs) to music and on homework and i've i've i'm more productive productive. i honestly do believe in the fact that music without lyrics is way more helpful like i listen to like i i listen to like just lo-fi either lo-fi or i listen to um like waterfall noises or something exactly sound like sound just sound just like sounds without voices because voices make you think about the voices more than like the words on your paper yeah yeah but i mean that's what i mean like music is everywhere like music doesn't have to be something that somebody created it could be nature's music you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like birds like that shit that's singing like they're singing and that's their own music like it's just it's just crazy how how music really is everywhere that you go and how important it really is and honestly i feel like people need to take it more seriously in terms of like health benefits i think it has like a stigma around it that it's just like people just mindless mindlessly consume music and it's like oh like go to therapy do this do that and it's like yeah those help but music can be a form of therapy and people just don't take that seriously and and the actual benefits that music can have and how how sounds can actually like improve your mental health definitely all right i think that's all we have time for tonight but thank you so much for coming thank you for everything you contributed um tell everybody where to find you and where to find your music yes sir so i am choi waru beats on soundcloud um underscore choi waru underscore on instagram and uh yeah those are my socials all right Thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you.